Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweller since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, hey! It's the first official episode of Season 2 of Talking to Nobody Podcast. I'm Zane Talkington, your host, and I'm so excited to be back and to start sharing these incredible stories from creatives of all kinds with you. Today, we hear from Cole Sidner from Roll with Cole and Charisma. Cole is a YouTuber, actor, and honestly, one of the most positive and inspiring dudes I have ever met. He tells the story of the terrible accident he survived at the age of 16 that resulted in a spinal cord injury, rendering him a quadriplegic. We talk about his passion for raising awareness around the topic of accessibility for those with disabilities and how to create a more inclusive world. We discuss interable dating, overcoming dark thoughts, Texas Roadhouse, and making the choice the sometimes hard choice to keep on living despite the obstacles we encounter in our lives. Cole's positivity and strength blew me away. Please enjoy Cole Sidner. Talking to nobody. So you want to be somebody. a little astrology birthday comparison just right. just for fun just I just like to compare and contrast so that's why I asked you for your birthday okay. and it's crazy because your birthday is Nathan's mom's birthday is it really it really is wow yeah. I bet she's a great woman she is she's amazing. <laughs> so loving has a great positive so. attitude like yourself yeah. you both are tor- tourism yeah because I'm May 6th you're May 6th. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. We should celebrate our birthdays together. We should. Yes. That'd be fun. You totally should. So, yeah. So, Taurus, let's see if any of this is, is accurate. Mm-hmm. Always looking for opportunities to use critical thinking. Would you say that's accurate? Absolutely. Okay. Having a strong-willed attitude. Very persistent. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm thinking about the different like aspects of my life. Mm. And yeah, there are definitely things I'm very persistent about. Like occupationally, I just keep going. Yeah. Um, like drive generally with like just trying to improve my quality of life. Yes. Yeah, I'm persistent. Sweet. But Love then it. there are other things I'll fold on for sure. <laughs> it's like I'm not into this. Yeah. Like, no, but you're, would you say you're persistent about the things that really matter to you, like that are most important? Yes. Yeah, see, then then that's that's good. Having clarity and certainty about what you want to achieve. Ooh, I don't know. I've I've always been very open to yeah. new opportunities and and chasing them. So I've never really had like a super clear vision for my future other than like I know that w- 
with with my drive and with like persistence mm-hmm. it would be a good life yeah but um what that life is has never really been super clear to me and i kind of like it that way yeah. because like i like people ask where, where do you want to be in five years it's like I, I don't know and I, i'm glad i don't know right now because that means i could be anywhere yes and i love that yeah it kind of leaves it like open-ended you know and yeah. we've talked about that a lot like what we've learned over the the past year during the pandemic is like you can plan and you can plan as much as you want it's great to have plans and have goals but sometimes those plans go a different way and you just kind of have to embrace the unknown and embrace the uncertainty mm-hmm. and i feel like you know that kind of yeah like you're saying like why, why do we need to know it's just Mm-hmm. You have that drive to, like, make something happen, but why do you have to know what it is? Yeah. So it's cool. Doesn't make it any less special. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Has a great willpower, full of life. I'll take that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, you waste no energy uh, wondering what people think about you. You know who you are, and you have what it takes to accomplish what you set out to do. Yeah. I would say, yeah. And I was actually going to piggyback my point on the clarity Um like when it comes to like what I want to do in life and where I will be, I'm not necessarily that clear on it. Yeah. But when it comes to who I am, I am I'm pretty clear about that. And I think having that clarity brings a certain confidence and security in yourself and who you are. And when you're secure with yourself, who cares what other people think? You know? Absolutely. Because you know who you are. You're happy with who you are. Yes. It doesn't matter. And even if you make mistakes or you have, like, missteps along the way, you, you still know who you are. You can still remain your authentic self despite yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So this was pretty on point. Yeah. Okay. What, what was that, like four for five or something? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Some famous people who were also born on May 1st, okay. Wes Anderson, who is mm-hmm. the filmmaker of French Dispatch, Grand Budapest Hotel love that movie yeah if you haven't seen those they're great films oh my god haven't yet i need to definitely grand budapest i like that one a lot better um jamie dornan from 50 shades uh tim mcgraw oh wait we have the same birthday yeah you have the same birthday isn't that crazy yeah i think we have a connection you know yes yes (laughs) calamity jane which I thought was interesting. That's someone's name? Yeah. So it, she was like an American frontier woman. She was just this explorer in like the 1860s or something. And she was just known for being super fearless in, in the Old West. I so love that. fearless. You Tauruses are fearless. It's a bold time to be fearless. <laughs> yes. As a woman, too. As a especially. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then James James Murray from Impractical Jokers. Oh yeah, yeah. His he was born on May first too. Have you seen Impractical Jokers? Oh yeah, Murr the, sure. the 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 Murr. Guy. Murr. You what? guys have the same birthday. Yeah. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy story about him. Yeah. Yes. Um, he actually has a house like right beside my house back at home. Not like right beside, like a couple neighborhoods over. Yeah. Oh but, my gosh. Uh, yeah, my friend. Is like in the same neighborhood as him. Really? Random connections. And that's in Virginia? That's right, Richmond, yes. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. What a small world. Yeah, I should reach out and be like, hey, you live near my friend. We should hang out. Yes, we should celebrate our birthday together. Does he live in New York? 
who knows? Isn't that a thi- okay. Maybe I'm he bad. likes that, yeah, you know, Virginia. small town vibe, yeah. like Nicole Kidman and what's his face? Um, what's what's his Keith name? Keith Urban. They live in Nashville, yeah. So maybe they, I don't know, maybe they just like that. Maybe they like the school district, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so we're here drinking your favorite drink. This yes. is something I like to do with all my guests. Is yeah, pick their favorite drink of all time, no matter what it is. So do you want to tell us the story behind this drink? Yeah. So uh, my wife and I were planning our our new year's or we're having it was new year's rather new year's eve we're hanging out um and it just didn't go how we wanted it to go you know marital stuff came up and it just wasn't the new year's eve we both expected or wanted and like being here in la after making this big move and knowing that 2022 was going to be a big year in our lives we're like we don't want to carry that energy into 2022 so i love that on January 2nd, or actually, no, January 1st, I suppose, we decided that that would be our New Year's Eve. And so we had a great night together. It was awesome, a great day, everything. And uh, and it was just super special. And so we got to go through, um, or we got to go into 2022 with a, a positive energy. And, um, and we decided to throw together what we had in the fridge that night because, you know, our plans got blown up the first time, so we had leftovers and stuff, and we were able to cobble together this drink, and we called it the do-over, yes. because we had our, our do-over uh, New Year's to make sure that 2022 started off right. Yeah. I, awesome. I love that. That is so brilliant, and the drink is amazing, too. I don't know if you want to yeah. share the ingredients with, oh, yes. with the world. So, uh, Jack Daniels as a base, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, ginger beer to bring some sweetness and then uh, a little Perrier lime for that the bubbly and and a little tropical citrusy and then finally a splash of orange juice so perfect you could be a bartender it's amazing <laughs> no 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 i'm this is like i'm one for ten on drinks all right <laughs> he's, he's like this is all i make anything else they order is not coming out this is it you're getting to do over <laughs> you're getting to do over everyone is and i just love the name of it because it just so aligns with with who you are cole like just taking of what i know about you so far you just you always have such a positive attitude about you like from the moment we met you i was just like there's he has a light about him oh, thank you. and you just always have just such like a happy face positive attitude and you're just always so kind you were so kind to us when we were new to we met in acting class mm-hmm. and that's that's one of the reasons i wanted to have you on the show well, it's easy to be kind to kind people oh. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for, for talking with me today. Can you start by talking a little bit about your story and what has made you who you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, how much time do you have? <laughs> we got all night, all night until the bell peppers are ready. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so like we just mentioned a minute ago, I'm from Richmond, Virginia. I lived there my entire life until just moving here last November in 2021. Um, and I, you know, I grew up with not a lot of difficulty, not a lot of adversity. Um, you know, my, my parents made my world very comfortable, you know, and I'm super grateful for that. I had lots of opportunities, you know, I, there just wasn't a ton of struggle. Although that kind of changed, well, not kind of changed, that very much changed um, when I was 16. I went to the James River, which flows through the city of Richmond, with a, a few of my friends. And the area of the river where we were, it's rapids. 
And so the, the water's moving very quickly there. And it's a popular spot for young people to go to because there are a lot of rocks that are exposed that you can kind of sunbathe on and then you can jump off the rocks into the water. And it's exciting because it's like rapids, but it's not really too intense, you know. And I was a very strong swimmer growing up, so I was not worried about the water at all. I could handle myself. However, what I did not account for was uh, breaking my neck when I dove in to the shallow water, not seeing, um, not seeing the bottom. I thought that it was safe. It was a spot that I had dove into many times before, but when it's rapids, you don't know how things are shifting underneath. And so I did not know what I was diving into. Not only did I not know literally what I was diving into, a rock just beneath the surface of the water, but I had no idea that quadriplegia was a thing. Like I had no idea that I could completely alter the course of my life with this one decision. So I dove in and hit that rock and um, immediately knew something was up. Uh, but in my head, I knew I had to get across the river because there are more rapids. And if I get swept into the next set of rapids, I may not I may not come back. That would probably have been it. Yeah. Um, and so I start, you know, stroking my arms and kicking my legs as hard as I could to try to get across. Uh, but nothing was moving. Nothing. Um, because my spinal cord had already been like, nope, I'm broken now. I'm not going to work for you. And I was face down in the water and I, I opened my eyes in the, the murkiness. And all I saw were my arms kind of being jostled about in front of me by the rapids and a, a cloud of red just like slowly emerging around me in my head. I was like, well, this is not good. <laughs> Something's wrong here. Um, but fortunately, having the swimming background, and you know, I instinctually, I just held on to my breath as much as I could. I mean, whatever was left by the rock, you know. Um, I held on, held on, and fortunately, one of my friends saw what was happening. And uh, he said it looked like a scene from Jaws. And he jumped in without hesitation, and he used his Boy Scout skills that he learned, like legit training, to get me out of the water. And he towed me to the side of the river right from where I dove. And then, you know, eventually the paramedics came, and they got me to the hospital where they saved my life again. And um, that was like, that was a very, very, very tough time because, like I said, I, I grew up with very little adversity. You know, there wasn't really much struggle, so. I didn't know how to cope with something like this. What my parents instilled in me from a very young age, though, was things are going to happen in life, you know, and you're going to be dealt hands. You might be dealt, you know, pocket aces, and you can go all in, and you're going to win big, but you might get a two and a seven, and, you know, you got to make the best of it. And so after a few pretty rough days, I, I kind of flipped this switch in my head. I was like, all right. This is my new reality. I have no choice in that matter. What am I going to do from it? Or what am I going to do with it from here? Like, how am I going to try to regain some sort of control over my life, some sort of independence, liberty, joy in my life again? And, um, and I took that mentality with me into rehabilitation and, uh, and just worked my butt off, you know? And I relearned how to do lots of things, like brush my hair again, put a shirt on again, brush my teeth, feed myself pick up a cup so I can drink my do-overs myself, you know? That's the most important. Right? Yeah, right, right. And, uh, yeah, so it was just, it was just a, a, a journey. Um, and I, I kind of think of my injury-versary, which is what I call the day of my injury. I, I kind of think of it as like a quasi-birthday 
Because when you're 16 years old, you've had no struggle, and something like this happens to you, you have to grow up quick. Yeah. And you got to figure your crap out, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I, 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 I matured, and I, I, you know, I just had a different perspective on the whole world. I mean, I was just happy to be alive, you know? And, uh, and that is just a wildly different perspective than what I had before, you know? I mean, the most important thing for me before that was, does this girl like me? Like, you know, should I make a move? Like, like that's, that's what I was stressing about. Right. Which is understandable yeah. at that age, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you go from that to, you know, am I going to be able to transfer myself into a wheelchair one day, you know? It's, it's a very different perspective. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that whole story, Cole, uh, just to go back a little bit, if you're comfortable talking about it, that moment of realization when maybe it was in the hospital, like when you woke up and and you knew something so severe had happened, what was that like when it really sunk in? Mm. See, that's an interesting question because the moment I realized I was paralyzed is not the moment that the extent of quadriplegia sunk in with me. And I'll explain what I mean by that. It was, it was like pretty quickly after that um, I asked my mom in the hospital, well, I asked her this using an alphabet board because at this point I couldn't even speak. So I had to spell it out by blinking as they moved their finger across an alphabet board and I would have them stop on the letter I wanted and we'd slowly build words that way. And I, I said, am I pair... And that's as far as I had to go. My mom was like, yes, yeah, you're paralyzed. And she has a good understanding of what that meant because she broke her neck twice. She broke it on a water slide because a man hit her and then uh, falling off a horse. So breaking necks runs in the family. But the thing is, it didn't really sink into me what my life was going to be like because, like I said, my mom broke her neck. But she's walking, you know, and she has neck pain, but it's not like, you know, it, it's... She's very capable, is what I'm saying. And so when, when they said, yeah, you're paralyzed, I kind of thought, okay, all right, I'm just going to have to use a wheelchair. And I, I imagined, you know, being that buff guy, you know, skinny legs, huge arms, strong shoulders. Yeah, yeah, like fully capable and like very independent, all that, all those things. Um, I was like, you know, I, I can be that person. That's fine. During rehab is when I started really getting an understanding of what my life was going to be like when I couldn't use my hands. And I was like, I'm never, I'm never going to be able to use my hands. And that alone, can you imagine? I mean, no. for a 16 year old to be like, no. I, how am I going to play my video games? <laughs> I mean, that's seriously a thought I had. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so like, like that realization, um, not having triceps, you know, so like, you're not gonna be able to see it on the podcast, but when I raise my arm a certain spot, it just falls because I, I can't use my triceps to hold my, hold my arms up. And that has a huge effect on different things that I can do. Like my ability to propel a manual wheelchair. Like I can't really do that because I don't have grip strength. I don't have triceps. And there are some quads at my level who are able to do that, but it's very challenging for me. And so I, I slowly started realizing, wow, this is a much bigger impact than I thought. And that was hard. And there, there, were, there were very hard days in rehab where, you know, I, I tried to maintain that positive spirit. And I wanted to do that for myself. I wanted to do that just, you know, 
for everyone around me because spinal cord injury happens to a community. It doesn't happen to one. But that isn't to say that there weren't days where I just, in the middle of therapy, just broke down crying, you know, because I just couldn't. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Was there a moment of anger or was it mostly sadness or a mix of both? I'm not a very angry person. So anger wasn't ever like a primary emotion that I was feeling at that time. Frustration was definitely in there. Um, What frustrated me most was the lack of independence. I mean, I, I like when I was 16, I had pretty much become independent. Like, I mean, I was living with my parents and they, they provided for me and all that stuff, but they didn't follow up with me all the time. Like I kind of handled my business and stuff like mm-hmm. that, which very limited business as a 16 year old. Um, and then all of a sudden, like I needed my mom for everything or my dad or my brother, whoever was helping care for me. They were involved in everything, every single facet of my life. I mean, literally from bathroom to showering, putting clothes on, what clothes you're going to wear, what food you want to eat, how you're going to eat it. Like all of a sudden, every part of my life was now, you know, open to other people and I had to rely on people. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's just hard and and it's frustrating. Yes. It's frustrating. I listened to, or I watched your TED talk that you did Mm. with, with your wife. Um, and in there, you mentioned that there was a moment where you were spelling out something to your brother. Um, mm-hmm. what, what was, what were you feeling in that moment when you were relaying that message mm-hmm. to him? So that was probably, not probably, that's the darkest moment of my life. Cause I had, I had this understanding that I was paralyzed. Didn't really know exactly what that meant, but it didn't really matter I just knew that I was paralyzed and it wasn't going to be the life that I envisioned for myself. I knew I wasn't going to be able to play lacrosse anymore. I knew I wasn't going to be able to play basketball anymore. I knew I wasn't going to be able to do all the things I loved, or at least I thought I wasn't going to be able to. I've learned since then that I can do those things. It's just in a different way. Yes. But at that time, it was just so crushing. And, you know, I, <laughs> I'm i surprised I even did this, but I mean, I, I called my brother over. And I was able to move my wrist a little bit. And so we strapped the this pink bracelet on my wrist that had bells on it. And so I could just jingle the bells enough that people would know that I wanted to say something. And so I jing- jingled them until my brother looked at me and I made eye contact with him. So he knew I wanted to say something. And he, I, he brought over the alphabet board and I started spelling out letter by letter, K-I-L. And that's... That's all I got out before he was like, no. And he just kind of walked away. Mm-hmm. Good brother move, right? Yeah. <laughs> right um, and, uh, yeah, that was just such a sh- shitty thing to ask a brother. But I, I just, I, I felt like I was grasping at straws, you know? I wanted some sort of control. Absolutely. So, but I'm, I'm so glad he didn't because now life's great. And, yes, um, yes. And I just couldn't see that then. It's so yeah. hard to see what life can be when you're in the trenches and you're in those dark places. Yes. When there's no light at the end of the tunnel, it's yeah. like, why do I even want to go down this tunnel? Right. But yeah, I, uh, I wish I could see my life today then. I, I had a moment 
like that. Nothing this severe happened, you know, for me, but I, I did reach a moment where, yeah, I, I wanted to give up. My father um, committed suicide when I was 14. And that has what what's inspired me to be such a big advocate for mental health. But for a while, I dealt with that, that same darkness. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment when I was 18, I was in high school, everything was just, you know, spiraling down. And one night I drank an entire bottle of Jack Daniels. I swallowed a bottle of my depression pills and I was just, I was done. And I woke up and like, there was no reason why I should have woken up. Like I should have been in the hospital mm-hmm. and, and I woke up. And as soon as I woke up, I saw this light when I was looking out the window and, and it was the sun and I, and I was alive and I was given another chance. And mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I don't want to say I hate when people are like I know how you feel because I don't and I will never understand Cole, but that feeling of like wanting to just end it, like I feel like a lot of people will be able to relate to that. So thank mm-hmm. you for that's something that's really hard to share, and sometimes you feel a little ashamed that you've that you've been there, but but you made it out. And what what do you think your saving grace was? Was there like a specific moment or a sign you received from? the universe or God or whatever you believe in that was telling you like, okay, you know, I, I have, I, I'm still here. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Wow. That's powerful. Thank it's you. amazing how these moments have such impact. Yeah. You know, just yes. seeing the sun again. Yes. Something so that you see on a regular basis and you kind of take it for granted. But in those, in those moments of despair, it's like that, that's what saves you, you know? Yeah. So being gratitude, gratitude is yes. what, has seen that's yeah. that's so wow i just got chills there's literally uh-huh. a sign on his wall that says gratitude so that that's what saved me so yeah what was what was that moment of saving grace for you well i think initially it was just necessity that that kind of gave me the drive to keep moving forward but that quickly turned into appreciation and and gratitude i mean like we like you just said i i was just happy to be alive and I made the conscious decision. If I'm going to be alive, I want to be happy. So why am I going to like sit here in my despair and wallow in my sadness? That's not the life I want to live. I'm, I'm alive. Let's live. Let's be happy. Let's be joyous. And, um, and, and I think everybody has the ability to make that choice, you know, because things happen to everyone. Things are going to happen to you that are out of your control. And and they could be good things. They could be bad things. They could be neutral things that make no difference in your world. But anything that happens to you, what you do have control of is how you react. And I just choose to react positively. Yes. And, uh, and I think that just leads to like a lighter lifestyle. I think it leads to a happier lifestyle. You feel less yeah. burdened. With things, you know. Yes. And and so I'm just I'm just grateful to be alive and uh and and that's that's what I I use every day to to maintain joy. Yes. I love that. Is do you believe in a specific religion or higher power? Is that something that is important to you in your life or Yeah. If you want to talk about it. I, I grew up in a very religious family. Um so I grew up going to church and I I've had uh, an off and on relationship with God, to be to be frank. Um, yeah, same. It's just, it's that's that's one of the toughest parts um, or toughest things that I grapple grapple with is like 
being in this situation and it's like why 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 did you have to deal me this hand yes you know um but then on the flip side of that this has given me so much insight into life and has given me a more richer life i feel than i had before like i had a good life before but like it wasn't very deep i didn't feel like there was a ton of meaning mm. in it i feel like there's there's more of that now and like when people say oh god has a plan for you i do kind of feel that in a sense i do feel like i'm being used somehow to i don't know try to spread light in this world especially these days are. yes um, we need it <laughs> these yeah. days but but that's not to say that there are there are struggles well, on a lighter note, <laughs> through through this journey of yours, you you did end up meeting your your wife. So, how did you guys meet? Do you think you would have met her if it weren't for this? I would say it's unlikely that we would have met if I were not paralyzed because I met her where I was doing rehab. Um, because people with spinal cord injuries, uh, if they prioritize maintaining their health. They're always working out, always doing some sort of rehab and just always staying active because it's so important for, for health, you know? And so I was doing that at a, a hospital called Sheltering Arms in Virginia. And Charisma was a rehab tech there. So she was working and she, I was never her patient. So we didn't like break any laws or anything. <laughs> um, I was in a community-based program and she was working with the inpatients and outpatients, I believe. And, um, and I was single at the time and I just like graduated. So I was, I was ready to kind of take a different tact in life. And what I mean when I say that is I, I had gone for a long time, just kind of assuming I couldn't do things like not really trying very hard to put myself out on the market and meet people, even though like I love women, you know, <laughs> well, let me rephrase. I love a woman. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so that was a part of my life. I wanted back and I just wanted to be, a yes man for a while you know I felt like I had been a no man for a long time and I was limiting my world because of that and so I I saw charisma and I talked to my therapist who are my friends John and Anna I was like hey who is that and they're like oh that's charisma I was like oh she's single and they're like yes she is I was like oh okay so I took that mental note and then I think charisma took notice of me because I was dating this other person at the time and one of her colleagues was like kind of gossiping about it to her and then that made her notice me and then it was like okay so then there was some mutual interest but I didn't know that at this point um so one time she was walking by in the gym and I said hey <laughs> that was it. and you it was said you like, don't like your voice yeah right <laughs> that voice? who could say no to that <laughs> yeah well I, it must have come out a special way because she took note of that hey and that tone and knew that there was something and uh, I asked her if she had a date to the Sheltering Arms uh, Power to Overcome Gala. And uh, she said she did. But it was like her colleague who was one of my therapists too. So it wasn't like that. I was like, all right, cool. Okay, cool, cool. And then when I saw her at the gala, she was looking beautiful. And I was like, oh, man, goodness. She uh, she had these little Amish curls with her sideburns. If she were here, she would... Uh, she would contest that. Um, <laughs> and this blue slash green slash blue, don't know what color it is dress. Oh, she was looking so good. And then we talked a little bit. Vibes were there. And I got home and I got on Instagram and I saw that she followed me. I was like, oh, she made the first move. She followed you. Huh? Hey, oh. hey, yes. Okay. Yes, that's I right. I like her. <laughs> so she, I saw that and I was like, 
that's that was all I needed. You know, I was like, yeah. okay. So I, I I went and I I very calculatedly chose some pictures on her Instagram to like, like not her most recent picture. You know, I went back just a little bit, not too far, mind you. I don't right. want to be a creeper, right? But, uh, like just far enough, right? Yes. Just to show her, okay. And then she liked a bunch of my pictures back, and I was like, yep, I'm going. And I, and I slid right into the DMs, flirting yeah. in the 21st century. Right. <laughs> I know it's a different world, yeah. But it worked, and it, and I got her number. And uh, we hung out for the first time. I invited her over to a bonfire at my house. Little did she know there was no bonfire. I just, just I wanted a reason to invite her over, and she said yes. So I immediately call all my friends. I'm like, hey, can y'all come over for a bonfire? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like How I Met Your Mother. Have you seen How I Met Your Mother, the no. TV show? Oh, the, in the first the season, thing. Ted, the main character, he does that for a girl he likes. He like keeps inviting inviting her to a party, and like she keeps canceling, but he keeps throwing these parties, and then she's finally able to make it. it that sounds yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so she came over. And surprisingly, she didn't realize that I wasn't as into her as I was. She was just like, is he trying to be my friend? Like, I don't know. Like, I like him, blah, 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 blah. But um, I I was pretty clear that night. I felt I was pretty clear with how I felt. And I asked her on a date, dinner and a movie. And she accepted. And um, that first date, it was just like, perfect. Can, can I ask what movie you went to go see? Murder on the Orient Express. Ooh. Ooh, I'm sure she liked Well, I mean, it's not really a scary movie, but it's suspenseful, so I'm sure she liked it. Yeah, I did not like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't really you paying attention. Movie, right? Yeah, you were right. going for the movie. That's right. I went for the popcorn, and uh, I looked at her as much as the movie screen, probably. Um, but yeah, what was so special about that dinner, though, was I had been on dates with some girls, and it was always like, so like, what happened? Like can you tell me what happened like what what can you do what can't you do and i just like i'm I'm just talking about my disability the whole time right and i mean it's not like they're like being you know rude or anything like they're being sweet about it right. but it's just not what i want my first date to be right no right. there's so much more to you than just that one aspect of your life right yeah right and with charisma we just learned about each other and i love that and I, I just felt so comfortable with her and she, like I said, she worked at the hospital, so, like, she's been around people with disabilities all the time. Like, her whole life, she has, like, members of her family with disabilities. So, she immediately just saw me. I was like, yes. oh, this just feels right. And I'm I'm forever grateful for that. Uh, and it was just such a magical date. Charisma said that she went home that night and started looking up wheelchair weddings. <laughs> yes, I heard that in the TED Talk. I was like, that's so cute. Like, Did oh you guys kiss on, on that first date? Oh man, if it were up to me, I would have, but I, I didn't want to like push that on the first date. So we had Classy. a nice, yeah, okay. right, right. Yeah. I, I walked her to her car, gave her a hug. The first kiss came soon after. Yes, <laughs> it was it was awesome. Texas Roadhouse. Have you ever been there? It's good yeah, spot. were the peanuts still on the floor? Never, yes, oh. peanuts are always on Zane's the floor. Zane's talking about this place all the time, yes. and I've never gone to a Texas Roadhouse. So before. I'm originally so from Indiana, and so yeah, it's a big thing in the Midwest as well. And I just, I, it's amazing. They have the best rolls. The roll, aren't they like oh, the best? And the like cinnamon honey butter, oh, whatever yes. it is. It's oh, like oh a my cinnamon. Okay. And this is not sponsored, by the right? Way. Not yeah, yeah. So we're not. I mean, if you want to sponsor us, then that would be great. But I, yes. Oh my gosh, no, Nathan, we have to go. Well, next time we go to Indiana, which who knows when that'll be. But yeah, sure. and but they used to 
you because they give you peanuts it's not very sanitary mm-hmm. but you can just throw the shelves yeah. on the floor but they don't i don't think they do that anymore and it's really? just not probably because of covid or at least in indiana they stopped yeah, like doing that department would shut that down pretty no but quickly, it's a part right? of the, the atmosphere yeah, and the vibe part of the health and you're all crunching <laughs> yeah, around yeah. and they have those like things where you can like draw on the table and it's just it's the best it's just the best <laughs> it's a whole vibe yes so you took her there i yes. love it it's i cool. love it so then how long after that did you guys date and then when did you know she's the one well i can tell you when i told her i love you yes yes and this is like a theme of the night new year's new year's Ooh, eve okay we have a great time she spends the night at my house and <laughs> Do y'all want the details? Yes, yes. Give them. Give them to me. Because details are probably not what you're thinking. <laughs> um, so at night, because I don't have control over my bladder, I have a setup that allows me to avoid my bladder throughout the night mm-hmm. by using certain connections and uh, yada yada. So Charisma and I just had a fantastic time celebrating New Year's with our, our friends and all that. We get in bed and things progress. And then um, all of a sudden, my system has been knocked off. So instead of draining into the bag like it's supposed to, it's draining into the bed. And oh, no. I, oh, let me tell you. I, yes, I know. I was mortified. I was like, this was my chance. I ruined it. She's never going to like me again. Like, oh, oh, this is like a sitcom. Oh it was devastating. And I was so ashamed. And she got up, and she was so cool about it. And I was like, all right, Charisma, can you just go get my parents? And she was like, no. I was like, oh. She's like, I'm going to handle this. I was like, okay. Yeah. And she did. And she handled it. And it was like, oh. I was like, wow. This woman is remarkable. And so we woke up the next morning. And we're snuggling. And uh, she kind of like mumbles into her pillow. And I was like, oh, I love you too. She said, what? I was like, wait, what did you say? She was like, I, well, no, what did you say? I was like, I said, I love you too, because you said, I, and she was like, no, I didn't say that. I was like, wait, what? What happened? But, I mean, she's kind of, kind of admitted that she did say I love you first. But I, I said, I love you too that morning. And it, I, I really believe, like, I felt it in that moment, you know? I, I, loved, I loved her. Yes. And uh, that was a month in. Wow. A month in. And we like, we like speed dated in the beginning. I don't know what it is. Like once we started like being together, being a thing, we did everything together. Like if there was ever a family event, I was like, Hey, do you want to come? If she had something going on, Hey, do you want to come? Like we were like just seeing each other all the time. So things just progressed very quickly. And then on top of that, once she started taking over some of the caregiving things, because that was one of the biggest barriers to our relationship is how do we go out when I need my parents' help with some of the aspects of my care? Um, so, like, we'd only have, like, two or three hours that we'd go out before I had to go back to my parents, you know? So she started taking over some of those things so we could be more independent as a couple and start doing things on our own, like, go on trips and stuff. And so we just, like, I feel like, you know, we after six months, we had been together for years is how I felt. And it just felt so natural with her, so comfortable. We didn't even have an argument until a year into our relationship. Now we argue regularly. <laughs> well, as you do. Yeah, we do too. Yeah, you know? for a healthy relationship. Yeah, right? yeah I think that's right. a sign of a healthy relationship. It means you're communicating. Yes. Yeah. So, right. 
That's uh, amazing. But yeah, I, I knew she was the one pretty quick. Oh, nice. How did you propose? Uh, I proposed with an original song. No Actually. way. Really? Yes, That's yes, great. I did. Is there a video out there on YouTube of it? There is indeed. Y'all go. So, I want to make sure I'm using the word correctly. When I was watching the TED Talk, you guys referred to your relationship as an interabled couple. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Is that the correct term? So, what challenges have you faced as an interabled couple? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, it's primarily around like what we can do right when we go out for example we have to we will pick something that we can both enjoy together so like you know our our third date for example was the botanical gardens during christmas mm. and and we could just roll around and i get to enjoy that experience just as much as she she can but conversely you know we wouldn't choose to go I don't know why bull riding just jumped into my head. <laughs> but like, so don't go to Saddle Ranch right. in Hollywood. <laughs> right. All right. So like we just choose activities that we know we can enjoy together. Um, yes, I love that. And and that that's really been a joy. Um, one of the other obstacles is, like I mentioned, like the caregiving stuff. Um, that's definitely a barrier. I think I let it be more of a barrier than it needed to be because I wanted to be very intentional with how I introduced those parts of my life to charisma. Um, because I, I had been seeing and, or talking to someone before and the first time she helped me like with the bathroom, all of a sudden, like a week later, it, we weren't a thing anymore, but it wasn't because of that, you know? Yeah. And so with charisma, it, it was a bit of that where like, I didn't want to like scare her away with anything, but a big part of it too was like, I didn't want her to think I was just with her because she could help me with things that because that wasn't it at all. You mm -hmm. know, I was with her because she's awesome. And I think she's super hot and you know, I, I love who very she is. beautiful. Yes. Yeah, I, I just love the crap out of her. Um, so I was very like intentional and slow with introducing those things to her and that created some barriers just with the independence of our relationship like we we took our first trip out of state like a year into our relationship because that's when she learned the last part of my caregiving which is like the most involved part helps with like my bowel program and stuff like mm -hmm. you know that's a lot to one let's like bring someone into um, and um, then for her it's a lot to take in but we were able to do that and it's not a big deal like at all and um, and she was pushing me to learn this stuff. I was the one that was like, let's pump the brakes. Um, because she was just ready. She's ready for all of it. And with the hospital background, like she wasn't shying away from any of that stuff. Yeah. But we've hurdled that, no problem. One of, the, one of the biggest things is we just always have to be ready for the unexpected. Like kind of expect the unexpected because we can lay all of these plans for a trip or this or that. And the reality is, while this doesn't happen often, um, it does happen where like, you know, I might have an accident, you know, and uh, all of a sudden we throw our plans out and we just have to take care of it. Um, or like my wheelchair might die or I might fall over or whatever it is. Like we just have to be ready for that to happen and plan accordingly and understand that, you know, sometimes you just got to let plans go yes. and, and take care of what you got to take care of. Don't let it ruin your day. Don't let it ruin your week. Just 
take care of it and move on and make plans for the next day. You know? Yes. Yeah. Well, like you guys did on New Year's Eve, you know, yeah. you just, you started again, you had the do over and, mm-hmm. and you can still make a day or, you know, a night memorable, even if it's not what you originally planned to do. So yeah. I love that. I feel like that, that's why you guys work so well together. It seems like, and I don't know her very well, but just from what you've mentioned about her and me meeting her briefly, you both just have such a positive outlook on life and are just so kind and if if that's the kindness you you show to strangers or friends uh, i can't imagine the kindness and love you show to each other so you guys are just such an incredible couple i i would love to have her on and hear her side of the story because hearing her her passion for caregiving and and uh the way she feels about you and the patience just everything i'm sure that's like a whole other story but right now this is about you this is your (laughs) moment but she's amazing as well now you guys have a youtube channel together talk a little bit about that did you start it on your own and then she joined in or how did how did you get that idea to start the youtube channel so it was a combination of a couple things um the first thing is the question you just asked me about interable dating what's that like you know people that don't live with a disability or don't know someone or any of that like if they don't see it all the time they don't really understand what it's like Mm -hmm. and a lot of people couldn't really fathom dating someone in or not fathom that's not the right word can't imagine dating with someone in a wheelchair just because they just don't know they just don't know about that world right um and so people were asking charisma a lot they weren't asking me but (laughs) they're asking charisma like what's it like dating Cole but what they mean is what's it like dating someone in a wheelchair and instead of you know just answering these questions over and over to people she just came to me and was like hey would you like to start a YouTube channel and this was four months into our relationship which is kind of that's kind of the big decision to make with a a person because you know we're still figuring things out I mean I knew I wanted to be with her she knew she wanted to be with me but still you know that's pretty early yeah the other part is I was a yes man like I mentioned earlier so I was like, uh, yeah, that sounds great. You were fully sold on the idea. I wasn't, no, I was not all the way in, but I saw the value in it and I saw what we could do with it. And what I really treasured is we started exploring and doing different things that I never would have done or expected that I could do, um, because of my disability. Like I, like I went for so long just assuming I couldn't do things, you know, or just like not being open to accepting help to do things. And with the YouTube channel, we just went and tried things. And and if it didn't go well, okay, all right, that's fine. Let's move on to the next thing. But a lot of the times we found I had a blast. So like I was, I actually caught myself earlier when um, we talked, I was talking about how like I was seeing my world in a new light after my injury. I wouldn't be able to do the things I loved. And one of the things I was about to say was go water tubing because my family has a river house and we, I grew up tubing and I love tubing. It's so I love much tubing fun. too. It's, it's fun. A, yes, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's a blast. Is that where you sit in the, the rubber? And the boat pulls you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's right. Like, I don't know if I've ever done that. So I'm just oh, man. if it's the same You got to try it. It's so much fun. Okay. Yeah. It's a blast. And I just assumed I couldn't do that. I was scared to. And um, I actually went 10 years without tubing. And then we were like, you know, let's do a YouTube video and just see if we could do it. I kid you not, I had the most fun I've had in the yes. longest time. I couldn't believe it. I was like, why did I wait? Yes. Oh, I wish I had been doing this the whole time because it was so much fun. Now, this tube was more like a couch, so there wasn't much risk of me falling out. 
but still just being like pulled and tossed by the boat. Like, oh man, oh, I was having so much fun. Yes. And, and I, I just love that, like the YouTube channel. If you go through all of our videos, it's like so many things that I tried for the first time. Yeah. Roller coasters, like I'm gonna go skiing next month. Yeah. Man, I can't even, what else, what else? Have we done? Like so many firsts. And, uh, and without the YouTube channel, I just don't feel like I would have experienced all those things. And I'm so glad because I feel like I have had a richer life because of it. That makes me want to cry. And I'm sure there are others who are disabled who are out there who, who may feel apprehensive to, to try those things that they used to be able to do, that they can still do but feel that they can, or new things that they don't think they would be able to do that, you know, that are feeling very, very scared to try that. And, and you're you're going and you're, you're trying, you're showing up. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so inspiring. And I think that's really going to inspire other people to do that as well it doesn't mean that your life is over and that you can't have fun and that you can't do these things that brought you joy or new things so that's just i'm oh you are just so cool you're so cool cole that's oh, just thank you. uh and it just all goes back to what you were saying in your ted talk or what you were saying before i know i keep referencing the ted talk but it just i watched it like three times to be honest because it was so mm. profound and you mentioned always making the best of whatever hand you're dealt and that's exactly what you're doing so with the ted talk yes they cut out a part what oh ooh, let's hear it i uh <clears throat> when i was telling my story i think it might have been the part where i was sharing you know my asking my brother that terrible question mm. um I started crying on the stage, and I forgot my lines. I was like, "I'm so sorry, everyone." <laughs> they should have left it in because it's it so out. real. Oh, those freaking yeah. TED Talk mother ever. <laughs> yeah, but they they cut that out. Mm, poor Cole crying on stage. <laughs> oh my! He's like, no, we want this inspirational. <laughs> Don't you dare cry. But you know what? But I feel like, and I mean, you know, it's their video. Whatever they can do, what they want to do, but. I feel like they should have left it in because that's that's real. It's authentic, you know. And yeah. and then you even after that moment, you obviously continued and you finished the video, you know, or the performance. And you could have just like just walked off and been like, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's too much. But you you found your inner strength and you finished. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I think I'm I'm surprised that like. I found it in myself to like break down and just cry in front of an audience of people mm. about something very real to me. Yes. And I think it goes back to what we talked about at the very beginning, beginning of this conversation was just like being secure with yourself. Yes. And understanding that like there's, n- there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with breaking down if no. that's how you're feeling in the moment. And just knowing that, you know, it's a good reason yeah. and, and that's all you need. Yes. And, and people can see that and sharing that. I think people kind of draw from that and, and then they start looking at their own problems in life and like being okay with processing those negative emotions instead of just like trying to stamp them down and, you know, stomp them into the dirt so that they don't come up again. But all they're doing down there is just growing right. and festering. And then they're going to boil up one day and just, yeah. you'll just explode, especially yeah. as a man. I know, you know, mm-hmm. Nathan, you, you might have experienced this as well. Were you kind of raised to to keep everything down? Right. Yeah. Were, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. That, that's what I was just going to say. I mean, that's very powerful of you to already be at that level because, yeah, I feel myself where it's, it's, it is very much like that where it's just like, 
No, don't express it. Just just bury it down. Just keep it down. You have you to know? be a strong man. You gotta get through it. You gotta deal with it. It'll be good. But yeah, no, that's very powerful. And I know that's something that I'm still working on, that I'm still struggling to deal with myself. So, I mean, that's it's amazing and it's it's very empowering to hear that from you. So, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. You want to cry right now? Let me <laughs> right, let's do it. Let's you guys do all, You can cuddle or wrap in a warm blankie. <laughs> yeah. It'll be great. We want to be swaddled. Yes. Like yes. One big blanket. Yes. yes. Bring me a bowl of chicken noodle soup. <laughs> right. Yes. yes. Definitely. And I feel like there's such a big, like, stigma around, not, not just mental health, but mental health for men. And I'm really yeah. trying to bring awareness to that. And I think by you openly talking about how you had had those moments it, it's going to really empower other yeah. not just people but but men in general um i'm a you, i'm a big proponent of therapy yeah i was I just about to ask do you therapy. go to therapy yes i i went through therapy right after my rehab um and that was huge so big i mean just being able to have conversations about this stuff with somebody just just like getting the words out makes you feel better makes yeah. you feel lighter and and like i've learned like I'm, I'm a very positive person because that's my choice. And that's what I choose to spread to the rest of the world as far as I can is positivity. But that is not to say that, I mean, nobody can be positive hundred percent of the time. Right. You know, there are going to be negative moments. There's going to be negative emotions. And I think they are as equally valuable as those positive moments. They just need to be processed in a natural, well, a healthy way. Um, yes. you need, you need to digest them. You need to let them go through. You need to kind of embrace them for a while to understand where they're coming from, why they're there. And then you can move forward in a better spot. You know, how long did it take back to the YouTube channel? How mm-hmm. long did it take to turn that into a business? How long did it take mm-hmm. for it to really take off? Yeah. Good question. Um, so we, we went into it as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it was really just to like tell our friends and family or show our friends and family what our life was like, what interable dating was like for us. Um, and then some other people started jumping in and showing interest and then asking f- to see other things. And and one of the things that we did uh, pretty quickly, I think it was like our seventh or eighth video or something, was showing the exoskeleton that I would use at my rehab to walk. Uh, I saw the video and I stopped. Really? Yes. Yes. Sorry. So that was that was one of our first videos, and it kind of went like mini viral, like not like huge at all, but we got like a hundred thousand views in like a week, and that got us like ten thousand subscribers. And what that allowed for us was to monetize our channel, because you know YouTube has certain thresholds that you have to hit before you can monetize, and so we we surpassed those thresholds, monetized, and we started making you know just a little bit of change it wasn't a lot of money at all but we were like dang like if we keep this going maybe we could turn this into something legit and so it wasn't long after that that we set up our llc and we kind of shifted our our perspective on the whole endeavor from being a hobby to like let's treat this seriously let's see where we can take this thing without much expectation you know charisma had a lot of confidence that people would be interested i had less confidence but slowly and surely, we just continued building our subscriber base. And then we started collab, or not collaborating, but like being featured by some other channels that like gave us some significant bumps. Like we went from 25,000 subscribers to 75,000 because of a, 
a video another YouTube channel did featuring us. Wow. And, um, wow, that's awesome. People yeah, supporting other insane. people. That's yes. Yeah. Well, they also benefit too. It goes both ways for sure. Yeah. yeah. But hey, you know, we'll take it because, you know, once, once we hit that 75K mark, I mean, and that was, I don't know, a few months into our, our YouTube channel that I think that happened. Um, all of a sudden, you know, that chump change started turning into, you know, legitimate like side hustle money. And then we just kept it going, kept posting. And, you know, a lot of our videos didn't really do that well, but some did very well. And we just kept it going and just kept, again, just kept posting, kept doing more things. And it was great because, you know, that just encouraged Charisma and I to go out and just do more stuff, which yeah. we wanted to do anyway. Right. Now we just took a camera along with us, filmed it, yeah. and posted it. Yeah, it's like and date night, but you just document it. Exactly, yes. And so it just kept growing, and it got to the point where it made more sense for Charisma to drop out of OT school um, to just, like, focus on our YouTube channel. And also because it was it was too much on her, and she, she had a complicated migraine or complex migraine. I don't know. She was showing stroke-like symptoms. Oh, my goodness. Um, which is legit. Actually, it happened during class in OT school. Um, her classmate, they were practicing doing a cognitive test. So, like, testing your patient's cognition to see, like, where they are. And she was being tested and her classmate was like are you okay like what's are you is this serious and she couldn't answer the questions she was like oh my gosh i think something's wrong and she almost fainted and went to the hospital and then we were like all right we need to like really think about what we want here yes. and uh we decided to keep going with the youtube and i'm glad we did because it's really it's really taken off so speaking about that do you guys now have a list of like Oh, next week we're gonna do a video on this, and then next, like, do you uh, have like your next month or two? Do you months schedule it, or like, it's very spontaneous? You're like, this is our ideas that we're gonna do, or is it just sort of, hey, yeah. today let's video something and we'll see what happens. So it's so funny, like we treat every aspect of our business like a business and take it very professionally, but when it comes to like planning ahead, eh, not so much. <laughs> right. Not so much. It's yeah. some, sometimes it'll be like Thursday, and we're like, all right, we know we have to post a video on Sunday. What are we gonna do? Mm. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's let's film this tomorrow, let's send it this Saturday, and then we'll post it Sunday. So that's definitely a thing. But then there are times like next month, for example, we've got a lot going on. We're um, we're gonna try adaptive skiing, so that's gonna be a blast. We're about to go to a getaway cabin, that's gonna be a blast, and uh, we're gonna take a trip home, so that can be a video. We know we're going to Disney on a cruise, and we're going to the park, so those are a couple Ooh. more videos there. So like we we have we try to plan things and like do exciting things in our life that we know that we can film. Um, we're we would do these things anyway, but like you know we just film it. Yeah. as well and then yeah. we post it and that helps us do more cool things so you <laughs> we don't we don't have too much planned out other than like our big activities and yeah. does someone film you or you guys film it yourself it's pretty much all charisma wow yeah so occasionally like we'll have a friend come with us or like our editor armando he moved to virginia and like he helped us with filming some but primarily i would say like 95 percent of all of our filming is charisma amazing yeah, she knows how to work a camera wow Badass woman. Both yes. of you. Both of you are yeah. such badasses. <laughs> so, this is a, this is a question I'm nervous to ask about, but I'm gonna do it anyways okay. because I want to learn and I and I want to be educated. So, as someone who does not have a disability, 
does the word disabled is that the appropriate term or does that is that offensive what what terms are considered appropriate and what terms are considered inappropriate oh i'm disabled okay yeah and that and that doesn't no okay. disabled is not a bad word okay um i think a lot of able-bodied people were trying to protect disabled people and saying oh we need to use like person first language like person with a disability and it's like i'm disabled you know yeah. that's okay i'm fine with that okay. like i said i'm secure with myself yeah. i'm happy yeah. with who i am and that's amazing disabled is a funny word because i i acknowledge i recognize that there are aspects of my life in which i'm disabled you know like i can't dunk a basketball i'm never going to be able to do that and that's okay what i am able to do is start a very successful YouTube channel with my wife and, and yes. you know, move out to LA and be financially stable and pursue my dreams. Like, yes. I'm able to do a lot. Yes, absolutely. But I am disabled. So yes. that's okay. Okay. You know, I don't think it's a bad word at all. What What terms are you not okay with? Or is there, has anyone um, ever like called you something or referred to you in a way that you're like, mm, no, don't do that? I don't love cripple. Oh, that, oh God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Uh, and this one may surprise you, uh, but I don't I don't love the word handicap. Okay. And That's good to know. I can give you the history of that word Please. if you're curious. So handicap came about after one of the world wars or something in Great Britain. A lot of the veterans came home and were disabled. And there wasn't really any like infrastructure to help support them. So they would end up like on the sidewalk on the street and they'd have their cap and they would a ask for hand-me-outs, you know, from walkers, oh, wow. like people just wow, passing by. I didn't know that. And so they became known as handicap. Okay. And, and I just don't think that that's a fair reflection or an appropriate reflection of disabled people today because we're not looking for handouts. You know, disabled people are out there and thriving. And so I, I just don't, I think it's an outdated word. I don't, I, I don't think it's appropriate for today. Of course, I mean, people really only use it for like handicapped spaces. I was just about to ask about that. So yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I mean, they, there there are even signs that still say handicap. Yeah. So they're starting to change, though. Good, good. They're starting to use accessible. Accessible, and that's okay. that's what we use. We say accessible spaces. Yeah. Accessible. Yeah. That brings me to another point. Mm -hmm. I noticed on your Instagram posts and charismas, you always use the hashtag accessibility to mm -hmm. like describe the caption in the or image description. Yes, yes. So where? What inspired that? Where did that come from? 
Well, that that's to benefit our visually impaired audience. That's um, amazing. So we, yeah, we people with visual impairments are on social media. Yes, know? they're scrolling through Instagram just like other people are, and obviously they can't see the pictures as well as us. And so to help them understand what's happening, what the post is even about in the first place, we just put an image description. You know, and it, I think it's something so easy that everybody could do just to help create a more inclusive world because it it doesn't take much time you're literally just describing the picture if it's me on the balcony with my dog it's like cole is seen on the balcony with his dog his dog is in his lap and they're both looking at the camera that's all you got to say and it makes someone else's experience so much better yes how did you guys get that idea did you see someone else doing that or you came up with it on your own well i would say charisma especially is very plugged into the disabled community and what is being done to um increase or uh, enhance inclusivity and so she saw I think someone else doing it or heard about it somewhere and was like we need to start doing this and I was like absolutely yeah yes. that's a no-brainer yes. for sure let's do that so people are always very curious they're like what are, why are you doing this image description I was like, well it's, it says hashtag accessibility it's for you know yeah. visually impaired people to enjoy our content just like you would that's amazing yeah. What else can we do? I, I feel like the disabled community is is very under recognized in society right now. I think it's it's getting better. We're making improvements, but something as simple as that. What what are some other things that we can do to to change that? You know, my biggest thing, and I'm sure there are lots of different things, but like what what affected me the most or impacted me the most after my injury was my friends always came to my house because I couldn't get into theirs. And that was kind of frustrating. And, you know, I actually, I I felt left out of a lot of like social events because, you know, everybody went to a party at this person's house. Well, I couldn't do that. And I can't just move the entire party to my house. So I just didn't get to be involved in that party. Or I had to ask my friends to bump me up. And sometimes that went awry where I'd be like dropped downstairs and stuff. And, you know, that that makes everybody feel weird because you're dropping the disabled kid. It's like, that's not fun. So I would say prioritize accessibility in your household yes i think that that's so big and it's not as challenging as people might think i mean obviously if you buy a like a historic house that was built in the 1800s that's going to be hard to make accessible but but if you're in some like modern place it probably isn't that hard like most houses for example only have like three or four stairs to get in there Mm -hmm. all you need to do is buy one ramp it's like 150 bucks maybe and all of a sudden anybody with a disability can get into your house and here is the kicker everyone is going to be disabled at some point mm-hmm. or know someone who is whether it's your parents they need a knee replacement yeah. and they can't walk for a while yeah. how are you going to get them into your house if you got four or five stairs what are you going to do right. and um and so i just people never really think about accessibility until it's a necessity and then it's too late and then they're scrambling and and it becomes a huge stressor whereas if you just think about it beforehand it's not a lot to figure out and then you're set that's so important that brings me to another thing i wanted to address when i was asking you about this podcast i felt so bad about saying oh we have this we have this rant or this this thing that that gets in the way of our door. And we live in Park La Brea, which it was built in, what, the 1920s, Nathan? Yeah. You know, like, back Something in the... Like just old. It's, like, it's not modern, updated at all. So there's just this this thing in the way of our door. And it, it makes me very frustrated for, you know, many reasons. But that's one of them. So 
was that inappropriate for me to say to you when I asked no. that question? Okay. No, 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 no. Good. No, I want able-bodied people to care more about this stuff. I just didn't want to offend you in any way. And you're yeah. you're so right. Like, I, I, I'm starting to think about that more and more. My best friend, her stepdad, is a paraplegic. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I lived with her for a brief time. And they, they have a ramp going into their, their house. Right. And I never wanted to stand on it because I felt like that was disrespectful. (laughs) So is that, and I was like, you know, 18, 19 at the time, but I was like, no, that's like, that's not for me. That's disrespectful. Like, is that, is that wrong? No. (laughs) Okay. Well, no, wait, it is wrong. It's not disrespectful is what I mean to say. Okay. Okay. Good. I would just step over it. Like, no, I can't even put my foot on it. It's It's not for me. his wheelchair a uh, like hi ho silva it's, it's called silver and he's like no you can use it feel free to step on all the ramps okay <laughs> i've actually seen people have that reaction really and, and i always like i always assumed it was like they didn't think it would like hold them or they didn't want to break it or something i was like yeah look like i get in this in my power chair this is like 500 pounds it's holding i think wow. it's gonna hold your like 100 100 right pound body you know right (laughs) but there's a funny story i have about that yes it might be tmi no no no. nothing (laughs) is tmi okay (laughs) so i use a shower chair to uh to relieve or empty my bowels you know during my bowel program and there's a hole you know obviously yes there needs to be one yes and um when i was at rehab one of my friends visited and um he was like can i can i like sit on this like yeah and he was like are you sure? And there's this look on his face that was like, obviously he thought that like I pooped all over the chair. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think happens? You, right. you think I'm just like pooping all over my equipment? No, I pooped right. through it, not on it. <laughs> like, come on, man. Oh my gosh. That's, that's so funny. <laughs> that's another thing that I noticed at, I'll reference it one more time. In your TED talk, you have such a great sense of humor. Like you made some joke where like, where you hold up your hand and you're like, that's meant to be a five or oh, something yeah. <laughs> like that. And I just, I think that that just goes back to your positivity, Cole. Like you, you just have such a great sense of humor, which I also now, now to bring it into your new venture into the world of acting, yeah. you are so funny mm-hmm. and Hilarious. you don't even, and I've said this a million times in acting class, but you are so fun to watch and you Thank don't you. try i'm trying to think of an actor who who is like this and i and i'm failing to think of one because you're just you're so authentic and original and it's just very natural and i feel ryan gosling's a little bit like that like he doesn't he doesn't really try but sometimes he's just oh, he's just funny did i just get compared to ryan gosling <laughs> yes oh i'll take it yes no <laughs> like it's just and you're not like playing because there are those actors out there especially someone who comes from musical theater like you you play for those laughs you want to steal the show and i'm i'm learning to not do that but you just you just have such a natural air about you i definitely compare it to like an uh there's just a smooth comfortability of like robin williams type yes oh my god yes absolutely really pumping me up right now just your comedy is all true natural and on point and it's it's just amazing yeah so well and it goes back to what you were saying about being secure in yourself i think that is why you're so funny is because you you just have a confidence about you and and a secure is secureness a word 
You're just secure. <laughs> I don't know. We should. It back is now. Up. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Secureness yeah. in in yourself, and so that brings me into my next question: Why acting? What inspired you to start this new journey into the world of acting? Yeah, great question. So I've always had an appreciation for the art. You know, I, I think it's super impressive what actors do. You know, I didn't even understand the full scope of what actors were doing, though. And um, and now that I'm, like, beginning to understand that more, like, through the scene study we do in class, like, I'm, I'm getting this understanding of acting as, like, a very intellectual practice. And I yes. love that, you know? Like, I, I feel like I'm a kind of cerebral guy like I like to think about things like I like to break things down I like to try to understand you know where people are coming from and acting is all about that you want to understand what the writer meant or what he wanted from these words because it's so particular you know they write the words they write for a reason yes down to the ands and the buts and the commas yes yeah and and then just like personality wise um, like I'm clinically diagnosed ADD, so like I I get tired of things pretty quick, and um and the beauty of acting is with every scene is it's new and fresh and exciting and unique and you have to become a new person. I just love that. That's that's so much fun, and I feel like it kind of takes me out of my world. You know, it's an escape. I get yes. to be someone else. I get to be someone funny. I get to be some. I mean, I guess I'm try to be funny in my world too but you know what I mean (laughs) so those are big pieces of it another big piece is the fact that like charisma and I sharing our lives like for man we've been doing this three years now maybe longer like over three and a half years we've been we've been sharing like every aspect of our lives pretty much and you know that can become tiresome especially when people can be very critical of you and very judgmental of your life and what you should or should not be doing. Unfortunately, Charisma receives a lot more of that than I do, where really? like people kind of target her with their negative comments. It's like, why would you do, why, why is Charisma in this? Like, oh, it's so dumb. Because Charisma, in my mind, is the freaking star of the show. And so it, it can be exhausting and then creatively, like just going on and on, like, like nobody's well of creativity is endless, you know? And you run out of things to do after a while. And so, you know, to be realistic, we have to think about our future after YouTube because there's going to be a day when we're just like, done. it's time, yeah. you know, and that might be five years from now, but I feel like that day is it's looming. Coming. What are you talking about? I want to see you making videos <laughs> in your 80s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love being out here. <laughs> yeah. So, so we have to think about a life and if I, if I were to do anything else, I think, well, let me back up. Thinking about what I would like to do after YouTube, proverbially, whatever. I thought about acting. I thought, you know, maybe that could be something uh, I, I could do and be happy doing. And since I've been here and since I've actually, like, taken a chunk out of it, a real bite, and I'm starting to, to digest it, I absolutely feel like, yes. This like, in good. a way, I feel like this is what I should be doing. It's kind of like a, a calling. Yeah. And... And I didn't really realize this, but, like, ever since my injury, like, I decided to be an open book because people were so curious, like, what was going on with my rehab? What was going on with my life? They would always go to my mom or, like, reach out to my mom because, you know, I was so busy with rehab. Couldn't get in touch with me. And so my mom came to me and was like, hey, all these people are curious about what's going on. Like, what should I tell them? And I was like, mom, I'm an open book. And so she took that as the green light to document everything. 
So she she like wrote a blog to like keep everybody updated, but she also filmed a lot of my rehab process. So she was the mom walking around the gym with her iPad, filming <laughs> filming me doing all these exercises and stuff. Yes. And so from very like from 16 years old, I I've been used to you know being filmed, and I got comfortable with it. It doesn't really bother me, you know. Mm. I enjoy watching it back. It's like capturing memories, and memories are like the most important thing to me, yes. other than charisma. Um, yes. And so I've just been used to having a camera, and then the the YouTube. You know, same thing, just documenting lots of stuff. So, like, I don't shy away from cameras. I, I think, you know, it's a lot of fun to kind of be, like, maybe a little extra dramatic, you know, exaggerate things. It's fun to me. You know, yeah. it's, it's fun. I, I enjoy that. And entertaining people brings me joy. So, acting um, acting was a clear, clear path. That's Then it's perfect for you. Did you ever think about acting before the accident? Was it ever an interest for you? Yeah. Actually, I joined show choir the day before my accident. No way! Yeah. So you sing? Uh, a little bit. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's it. We'll have to, like, do it. Are you, are you into musicals at all? Are you a musical theater guy or not really? Um, yeah, I would say so. Like, uh, I love Disney movies. All the songs in oh, the Disney movies. Yes. Uh, I could sing a whole new world right now. Gosh, we can do some <laughs> Disney karaoke at some point. Yeah. I can show you. Oh my gosh, yes, yes, Tangled, oh, Tangled's my fave. So, but, you know, show choir was one of those things that I signed up for right before my accident, and I became paralyzed, and then I just, like, gave up on it. Now you're doing it, you you made the big move out to L.A., what, what would be a dream role for you? Where, where do you, where do you see yourself in film, television, a little bit of both, theater at all? Yeah, what's, like, what's, like, your one dream role? Like, oh, man, dude. Uh, You're great I, at comedy, obviously, but you know, uh, yeah. are you are you interested in the more dramatic roles? I'm interested in everything. Everything. Because that, yeah, that's what I find so awesome about acting is like, you know, there's there's something for everyone. Yeah. Um. My my wife tells me I should be in a rom com. Definitely. And I, I think that that would work, and you know, honestly, I think having a disabled character in the lead role of a rom com, like that would be awesome because. Yes. You know, there are so many things we could explore. Like that that story I told you, New Year's Eve, when I, mm-hmm. you know, when she knocked off my stuff. Like, <laughs> yes. that's, that's funny. Like, that could be made into an awesome scene. So that would that would be beautiful. I think people would really, really connect and relate with that. But, like, I would love to do dramatic stuff as well. Like Ozark, if I could be, like, a character in Ozark or something, like, that would be awesome. You know? Yes, that gritty stuff. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out though how to navigate finding roles as a wheelchair user and mm. with my limited ability. Mm. Um, because like, you know, I couldn't try out for a football player. You know, I couldn't do that role. Or even if it's like um, a barista at Starbucks, I don't know how I would be able to be behind the counter and like work with all the drinks and do this and that. So I'm still figuring that out. Mm. I don't really know know yet how to navigate that but um but i'm i'm gonna figure it out yeah do you have representation yet or working on that oh good absolutely so i'm i'm signed with c talent okay and c talent only signs disabled talent to their roster y'all should look them up because they are really the the leaders and and disabled talent right now like by leaps and bounds that makes me so happy to hear that that there is an agency out there like that so hopefully they can start, you know, 
finding the perfect roles for you. And yes, I think that would be such such a great idea. And that would go going back to that that theme of inclusivity. You know, if if there's a rom com out there that that shows a disabled person, you know, whether it's with another disabled person or with an able bodied per, that's the correct term, right? Able bodied. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that is that's not in the media right now. I mean, maybe, like, I know there's one movie I watched on Netflix called Fundamentals of Caring. Oh, yeah, Paul I Rudd. love that. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. like that movie? That yeah, great. so I saw, you know, I see that movie, but there, there's not many, and I feel like it's it's time. Well, that, that needs to be normalized in the media, and so I I would love to, to write something, and Nathan and I are, are writing a few different short films and yeah. feature oh films, gosh. so maybe yeah. that's something that we can explore with you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be so much fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, you just going back and, and talking about that, and like different roles that you would do and different roles that you would play, and I remember uh, working at one of my previous jobs where this gentleman would come in, and he didn't have the use of his legs, but he was an actor as well, mm-hmm. and he would come in, and he would always be like oh yeah i was filming this weekend or i was doing this this weekend i'm like oh that's amazing you know you're filming more than i am that's fantastic <laughs> and i was like oh what, what are you what are you in and he's like well mostly i'm playing like zombies or i'm playing <laughs> like things yeah he's like yeah i'd be in full makeup and everything and they would just have me like crawling across the ground right. or doing something like this and i'm like okay are you are you happy about that are you, are you excited about it? he's like i love it He's like, yeah. Yeah, I get to be in movies. Right. I get to be doing this stuff. And he's like, I love it. It's great. It's the best. Yeah, see, a lot of people would think that that's, like, degrading for us. Yeah. But, like, hey, if we want to do that, you know, let, <laughs> let, let us do, do it. it. You know, he's pro- he was probably an amazing zombie. Yeah. He's probably <laughs> he really, really good. Yeah. 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 Really killed it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> I can be funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. So who who would you say is your favorite actor of all time, or a few of your favorite actors? Oh my goodness, that's a big question. <laughs> oh man, favorite actors. Um, Will Ferrell is definitely up there. Yes. I oh. think he's so funny. Yes. Um, and then Matthew McConaughey. I think Matthew McConaughey might be number one. Have you read his book, Green Lights? So yeah. we yeah. we love that. That book really changed our lives yeah. for sure. I want to buy an Airstream now because of that book. <laughs> and just travel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that gave me a lot of confidence um, coming out here and actually pursuing this because one of the things he said in the book, if you remember, was if you want to become an actor, you can't show Hollywood that you need it. You have to show them that you want it. Yes. And in my situation, like, to be frank, I don't need Hollywood. Like, yeah. we're, Charisma and I are doing great, you know? We're, we're killing it. But I want it. I absolutely want it. You know, yes. so I think that bodes well for me. Yeah. Yes, love that. We love. And if him. I ever met Matthew McConaughey, I might try to sneak a kiss in. Dude, Nathan <laughs> probably would too. Like he's, he's he's a, a handsome fella, <laughs> and his wife, she's gorgeous. Their kids, oh my gosh, like yeah, I, I Dallas Buyers Club. He deserved that Oscar yeah. Yeah, for he's sure. He's incredible. Favorite movie? Avatar. I'm excited for the next one. I'm very excited. When does that come out? Soon, Soon. Right? It should be soon. Um, but there's a scene in that movie that I saw. I watched it, and, like, it was almost emotional for me. And um, uh, before I share the scene, I'll first say that their depiction of disability, even though they had an able-bodied That's actor. That's right. The main, yes. Yeah. Even though the able-bodied actor, or even though it was an able-bodied actor, they depicted it really well as far as, like, how his legs were positioned, like in his chair, how he would do transfers and stuff. He 
it looked like a pair for sure. Like they they did that really well. Good, um, good on the actor. Yeah, yeah. And the director, yeah. The scene though that really hit me was when he first got into the Avatar body for the first time, and he started like he woke up. He started moving his toes, wiggling his toes, and they had like a close shot of that. And then the first thing he does is just rip off all the wires, stands up, and just starts running. And I've literally told people that ask me, "What what's the first thing you would do if you like you were just able bodied again?" I I said I would just start running. running. And I watched that scene, and then he stops in the dirt, and he just like runs his toes into the dirt, and it, like you can just see on his face how magical it feels. And I've like literally fantasized about that moment myself. And I watched that and I was like, oh my God, that's I, I want that. <laughs> Do you think we will ever get to a point in, in technology where that will be possible? That is a very complex question. Um, there's amazing research being done right now. And it's being done on multiple fronts. So like on one front, there are epidural stimulators that are being implanted on people's spinal cords and allowing them to walk again by by creating a very hyperactive or hypersensitive spinal cord beneath the level of injury. God, all right, this is technical, so I got to get into it now. Please. Um, so you have your spinal cord, right? Where the scar tissue is, is the only problem. The rest of my spinal cord below that scar tissue is fine. Like it's a fine spinal cord, but the messages just aren't getting to it because it's getting blocked by that scar tissue. But some messages kind of trickle through. They're just not strong enough to be picked up and actually be like enacted upon or like actually innervate muscles. So what this epidural stimulator is doing is just making that healthy, good part of the spinal cord beneath the scar tissue hypersensitive to any little messages that are trickling through. And then it's getting picked up and then you can actually do stuff. Um, now, I say that people are standing up and like taking some steps. They're very archaic, very like, you know, clunky steps. But these are people who have been paralyzed and unable to move anything below their level of injury for years. And they're able to do this again. Incredible. And, and not only that, but it's restoring uh, bladder and bowel function and sexual function. Wow. Which in my world is more important than walking. I would, ra I would take that over walking in a heartbeat yeah. so quick. So, so that's really exciting stuff that's going on. Um, there's also exciting things going on in the, um, like the, the drug treatment fields, so like stem cells, along with like a host of other molecular supporting factors. And then there's also brain machine interfaces being created as well. So like Elon Musk started a company called Neuralink and Neuralink, what they're doing is implanting these uh, electrodes on your brain and it connects to electro like other electrodes and stuff and it picks up your brain signals and says all right i'm trying to take a step with my right leg and then it, it sends like all the signals and shocks or whatever that needs need to be there for you to take a step with your right leg it's amazing it's really amazing yeah. stuff so it, I, it's possible i i feel it yeah i think in the next 10 years we're gonna see some pretty wild stuff yeah. and where i find we're gonna or where i believe we'll take like huge steps forward is when some of these technologies and modalities start to be used in unison mm -hmm. put them together combine them and i think some incredible things are going to happen oh yeah. that's so exciting yes. wow yes very exciting stuff
Well, to wrap it up, what what would you say your advice would be to someone who is newly disabled? What what do you wish someone would have told you when the reality set in or or maybe did tell you? I would say don't underestimate what your life could be. That's what I did, you know. I I thought that, you know, my life just wasn't going to be as great in every way. And I found that to be the opposite of the truth. My reality is that I think my life is better today than it would have been if I were able-bodied today. Um, And I know that that is such a hard thing for someone who has just become disabled to see because there's so much to process, so much emotion to process, so, so much like understanding and of your new reality, all that. Like, it's a lot, no doubt. But just... Give yourself an opportunity to digest that without being defeated. Like, just give give yourself a chance to live life and enjoy life and have a meaningful life. Because if that's your choice and that's what you want, you can have that. It's, yes. it's yours for the taking. Yes. You just have to be open to it and go for it. Thank you, Cole. That's so beautiful. What, what would you say your your life mission is? as a youtuber as an actor as just a person like what what message are you are you trying to send oh well what message i would like to send is probably different than my life mission Mm. my life mission is just be a good husband but what message i want to send is just a message of positivity and i know how cliche that sounds no but I, i i genuinely feel that that just if there were more positivity in the world things would be better and <laughs> that's a big thing to say. It's easier said than done, but everybody has the choice. Like we talked about this earlier. Everybody can choose to be happy. Everybody can choose to be positive. And if everybody made that choice, I think we'd all get along. I know that that's kind of a fantasy. We'll see. No, but it's possible, you know, and I, I think it all it all really does come down to that, just positivity and being kind. If you're a kind person, then you, then you will emanate positivity and if you have gratitude for the things in your life and the people in your life despite your situation then then you'll find more positivity and i think you've really reminded me of that cole just how how to be grateful and how to as matthew mcconaughey says just keep on living you know (laughs) just keep living and and thank you for sharing that that message about trying to do these things not trying doing these things that you thought you couldn't do anymore or or try new things i think that will not only resonate with the disabled community but also with with other people in in general because i think people they get comfortable and they kind of stay in their bubble and they keep doing the same things and, and whether they have a fear or or whatever but i think we all just we need to take a risk once in a while and find those things that bring you joy and how can we do that if we don't get a little uncomfortable once yeah. in a while oh yeah comfort yeah. zones are meant to be broken yes there's a book that nathan and i love uh called the last lecture another great book oh i'm familiar with it yes yes and mm-hmm. there's a quote in there about brick walls do you remember exactly what the quote is not exactly but it says that the uh the brick walls aren't there to stop you they're there Mm. to teach you a lesson to Mm. overcome they're there to stop people that don't want it as badly as you yes they're there to be broken down and i feel like that 
that's what you're doing. You're you're breaking down the walls, yeah. Cole. So thank oh, you thank so you. much for sharing your story. And I can't wait to write our movie together. We're gonna do it. <laughs> Let's and, do it. And um and I am excited to have this wonderful this wonderful dinner that your wife has been <laughs> waiting for us to finish up so we can have. So thank you so much, Cole. I, I can't wait to see all the great things that you're going to do, that you're already doing. I just I see such I don't know promise in, you. in your message and your future so thank you i appreciate that this has been a blast yeah Y'all i could awesome. talk to you honestly i could keep talking to you for hours and hours so thank you so much yes well thank you guys y'all are awesome you, you have some great questions man. i appreciate that thank you thank you for answering them and being so open and honest and, and educating me you know i i, I want to learn and and thank you for being here i'm glad you're that you're still here that you didn't give up <laughs> thank you thank you no giving up is not in my lexicon same same we're all here let's eat talking to nobody is sponsored by audible i use audible almost every day i don't know about you but i always make it a new year's resolution to read more books but then i get so busy audible makes it so easy and accessible to listen to my audiobooks i listen when i'm driving cleaning houses working on my side hustles right now i'm finishing up julie andrews memoir homework so good i just love her and this is super cool i didn't know this they also have podcasts guided wellness programs and theatrical performance recordings who knew they have thousands of titles to choose from and you can download and listen offline anytime anywhere audible even keeps track of your spot on all of your devices so if your phone dies you have to switch to your tablet you'll know exactly where you left off for a free 30-day trial, which includes one credit for a free audiobook, or if you're a Prime member, two free credits, plus free access to all of their other amazing offerings, go to www.audibletrial.com nobody. That's www.audibletrial.com nobody. N-O-B-O-D-Y. No. Body. It's not too late to commit to your reading goals for 2022. Audible, we're so grateful for you. And now it's time for Game Time with Grammy, the part of the show where Grammy comes out and plays a little game. All right, Diaz, uh, this is my favorite part of the show because I actually get to say something. My granddaughter lets me step in and take her place. Uh, my name is Grammy, and uh, it is time for Game Time with Grammy. And today we, we are here with Cole. Hello, dear. Hello, Cole. Hello, Grammy. It's yeah. nice to meet you. Oh, wow. What a, what a sultry, nice voice you have, dear. Mm-hmm. Hello there. Where are you from? I, I hear a little bit of a, a twang or something. Yeah, you know, I'm from the deep south. Hoo hoo. Oh, ooh. Uh, Richmond, Virginia, you know. Ooh, very nice. On your, on your jug. <laughs> yes. Is that a Virginia thing? What? Where they have like the three X's on their on their moonshine jug. Oh, that a Virginia? Moon? That's that's like a Tennessee, that's like a Tennessee. Kentucky okay. thing. Right what are you? There. Ju- can you talk in? I don't know. I'm a foreigner. Can you sit know. down, dear? And <laughs> no, I want to stand. No, dear, no. So, Cole, <laughs> I don't think Janie asked this during your episode. How do you say your last name? Sidner. Sidner. Yeah, not Shidner. It's Sidner. Well, that's just how Grammy talks, dear. She has a little bit of a, a something with her S's. S- S- Sidner. Is, yes. that, is that correct? That is correct. What's yes. your middle name? Alexander. 
Ooh, that's fancy. That's Thank very, you. very. You should be a, a prince, a prince of something, a prince of Virginia. <laughs> well, we're here with Cole today, and we're gonna play a game. And uh, Nathan, take it away. But can you can you talk into the mic, please? I can talk into the mic. This is a professional podcast, dear. I wanna. Zayni will be pissed. That's what she says. I don't like when Grammy, she uses that word. You're right. very particular. Yes. Well, well, you know, this is this is my time. She's very demanding. I don't get to do the interviews. I get to do these silly games. So take it seriously. <laughs> She's very demanding. See, I don't oh. like my job. Wow. Excuse me. That's disrespectful. Okay. What's the game? <laughs> Let's go. All right. So today's game, we have uh, we have a game. And just thinking yeah. about it, <laughs> thank you. Today's game is Today's a game. Today's game All is right. a game. Oh, here we go. <laughs> just thinking about it, I was going to give everybody five seconds, but I think I'm going to be a little generous today, and I'm going to give everybody six. Six. How about seven? Give you an extra second. No. Wow. Okay. We're not doing that. All right. This is my time. This is my Are you sure? time. Are you sure? So today's game is six second summary. Okay. Oh, that sounds good. Yes. That's better than five. Yes, right? Ooh. See? It's going to make a huge second difference. Second summary. Just yes, rolls off second. the tongue. Oh, second. Okay. What we have is we have a stack of cue cards. And on these cards is going to be a title of a movie. Okay. You then have to describe this movie in six seconds Ooh. without saying the movie title any words in the title Ooh. or the actors in the movie? Oh, okay. Oh my goodness gracious! But I'm not so hip and in the know with the new stuff. Is this gonna be old movies or new? What is the genre, the time period, all that jazz? I don't uh, think it's gonna be like Charlie Chaplin if that's what you're asking. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. musicals? Yes, yes. Oh, oh, I'm there gonna, is I'm a little bit of a mix this. in there. Yes. I'm gonna crush it. So. All right, cool. Let's see what she got. All right, so who wants to go first? <laughs> Let's Here let our guest go. go first. It's I, courteous. No, I think Grammy should go first. Oh, are you sure, dude? Yes, of oh, course. Oh, okay. Of course. Wow, what a gentleman. Wow, that sudden. Well, it's not really sudden. What is Virginia? It's not. Oh, we're the South. Trust me. You're the South, but oh, you're yeah. not South. You, you, you East, but then I don't understand. Okay, we'll go with Southern because <laughs> you're very kind. Okay. I lived in North Carolina. Actually, no, it wasn't me. It was Janie. She. Oh, hello. She lived <laughs> in North on. Carolina for a time, and her twang got really thick, and it was very cute. A little North Carolina twang, <laughs> but. uh Anyways, this isn't about Janie. It's about me. Okay, watch the first movie. <laughs> Bring it on. You gotta, you gotta take oh, a card. Gotta take the card. Take the card, oh. Grammy. And then you have Oh, look to... at these cute little cards. Look at these cute little cards that you made talking to nobody podcast. You then have to explain the movie title to Cole in six seconds. But do I want him to win? Are we competing? Well, if I get it right, that's a point to you because you gave the description. Is yeah. is that how it works? Sure. Okay, sure. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. All right. So have a look at the card. I'm looking at it. Yeah, have a look at the movie title. Have a think about it. Oh, okay. 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 And I'm going to start the timer in three, two, one. Okay, guy. He's a chosen one, and they take him into a new world by taking pills, and he has to choose a pill. <laughs> and Time. It's the Matrix. Yes, yes. Good yeah. job, dear. Oh, good job, me. Good I got job, it. me, for describing it. Oh, yes. Well yes. done. Okay. Thank so you, thank you. You get one point. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Grammy has one point. Wait, good job. Good job, Actually, I, I got it. I oh. got it. You got it? He's yep. got it. He's okay. got it. All right, cool. Bring it up. Okay. Three, two. This green guy is trying to steal Christmas with his little dog. Oh, I know Grinch. 
Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, that, that's Zany's favorite movie yeah. of all time. Ashka, she knows every line. <laughs> she does these Grinch videos every year. They're called Grinchisms. And uh, they're hilarious. Okay, good right. job. Yes, Yay. nine to nice. one. Here we go. It's a tie game. Tell me when. Three, two, one. Okay. Uh, guy loves girl, and a girl is married to rich guy. Hi. <laughs> what? Oh no. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's not good enough. That's every movie ever. Guy I know. Loves Wait. Girl <laughs> guy, guy loves girl and girl is married to rich guy. Can is I give it? hints? Can I give no, hints? No, no. Oh. Wait. Hold on. Let me take a guess. Guy loves girl. Okay. <laughs> so that's everything. Um, but the guy has to be rich. No, 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 no. Oh, with the girls rich? No, no. So the, the who's rich? The guy that loves the girl. Well, he is rich, but she's married to another rich guy. But other rich guy wants to steal girl from said rich guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> I don't even know just, what this oh, is. I know I what I should have said. Can I have a do-over like the drink that uh, you guys were drinking? <laughs> uh, gr- okay, guy throws big parties to win girl over. To get oh. girl to go to party. <laughs> oh, this is becoming less and less clear. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no, think it's a book and yeah. they made it into a movie. <laughs> Did this- Grammy. Yeah, I need I need better hints here. Or full description. Already, okay. I give up. Uh, it's a great Gatsby. Oh yeah, no, I did. That wasn't even on the radar. Oh man, that what wasn't should even I, close. What should I have said? A guy throws a potty, That's a mysterious potty that That's, no one knows who he is. Can you throw like 1920s out yeah, there or something? 1920s potty. Grammy, that was your era. It's you should have. That's very true, dear. That's very. I I dropped the ball on that one, dear. I apologize. All right. Point to him, right? Because I sucked. All right. Um, That was a hard one. All right. Here we go. You ready, Cole? Yeah, what do we got? Okay. Okay. Oh, I can get this in two words, baby. Let's go. Three, two, one. Ruby slippers. Wizard of Oz. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. That was easy. easy. You got an easy one. That's not fair. But that was good. You could have picked other words, like... Man behind the curtain, but I wish I would have gotten. <laughs> but I like the ruby slippers. I always wanted to be good. her. Judy Garland. What a Wait, voice. Do I get extra points for only using two words? I think he. Ooh, is that how that works? <laughs> do I get like like one point two five points for that one? Let's yeah. just give it to him. Just, All right. <laughs> just give it to him. So, All right, four. Oh, you're, oh you are keeping track. Right. Oh wow. Yeah. What do we win? That's a big lead. Pride. I guess so. Ego. Okay, here we I go. Mean, we you have don't cookies. win anything. Cole's going to win something. Well, you never know. I might make a comeback. Here we go. Oh, Three, man. Two, one. Monkey on a building. Oh, King Kong. Yes. Yes. Oh, that was good. That was perfect. Monkey on a building. Oh, that's five words. Good Whatever. job, Grammy. Thank you. Thank you so much. I haven't even seen that one. I just people so talk about it. Didn't that. they make a new one with King Kong and some creature? Mm. Godzilla. Godzilla. Who who is Godzilla? It's a giant lizard. Ew, that sounds gross. (laughs) All right, next. Next. All right, Cole. Here we go. This is a fun game. Oh man, I don't. I don't. I've never seen this one. Ooh, ooh, okay. I know one thing about this movie. Ooh. Three, two, one. Julia Roberts. 
Pretty Woman? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, we should make Let's go. That's all you needed to I could have there's many Julia Roberts movies. <laughs> well, Grammy, it's hilarious because in the last scene I did in my acting class, there was a reference to a movie that I did not know, so we changed it to Julia Roberts and a Pretty Woman. So that's the only reason I know anything about that movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you get that Wait, with just her name. Has your lovely wife has she seen it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, charisma. Now she's shaking her head. Fair, now. though, at the beginning, I said you couldn't name the the actors in oh, the movie. Oh, that's right. That oh, I true. cheated. What would you have said if you didn't say her name? <laughs> I legit don't know anything about it, Granny. I, I don't know. know. Okay, so how about no point oh. to anyone? You haven't seen it. No. But if I said prost, if that was the one thing I knew, and I said prostitute, then. I there, probably there still would have guessed it. You would have got it. Prostitute uh, shopping? But it's because I love that movie. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I know nothing about it. It's because I love her. But I did hear she's not very nice on set, which I hope isn't true. Oh, but I still think she's phenomenal. Okay. okay. That was that was fun. Okay, okay here, here we go. go. Wait, are you ever going to change it to less seconds? Yes, let's do it now. Oh, oh my gosh. Less anything? seconds? Oh, gosh. Right, Grammy, so are, you, down are you sure you oh, can do that? Three oh, seconds. Oh, okay, three tell me when I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Three, two, one. You say his name three times. Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you say his name three times. I should have elaborated. And then he appears. It's a it's a Halloween movie. It's a, I can't say the actor's name. Crazy hair, kind of like mine. White. Uh, my, my wife is mouthing the answer to me, but I, I have no idea. Dead, dead people. Dead people living in a house. Oh, I can't say her name either. Dang this, it. I feel like this is longer than three um, seconds. This is a lot longer. I, I, don't watch, I don't watch horror stuff. I don't know anything about horror. It, it, um, it, uh, I think it's too late. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You don't know Beetlejuice. I don't know Beetlejuice. Oh, we're going to have a movie night. Well, you, Zany, Nathan, and Karishma are all going to have a movie night. Did you know that? I've watched Beetlejuice, but I thought you were thinking Candyman. Oh, oh so oh, Charisma sweet. was wrong. You were trying to give me the wrong answer. She oh, said Candyman. She's cheating over here in the back. Is Candyman <laughs> like the Candyland, like the game? No. No? Oh, Not snap. At all. Okay. Not at all. all right, Cole's turn. Okay, this is so much fun. Three seconds. Three seconds. Okay. All right, Cole, dear. Got you got three this. Three seconds on the clock. You ready? Yes. Three, two, I think so. one. I was just telling Zane that this is my favorite movie. Avatar. There it is. Oh my gosh. Thank goodness Zane relayed that information to me. She's a smart cookie. She knew I was going to need it. That's, that's good. Zane. That I didn't well know done. that was your favorite movie. And when yeah. I had it on the list, I'm good. like, oh, that's great. I got it in the car. Yeah, this is what they call I'm destiny. Like blue destiny. Destiny. Yes. All right. Here we go. Oh, okay. Three, two, one. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, that's oh no! I got nothing. Can can I wish Grammy? Maybe? I wish. No. But see, this isn't really a Grammy film. Oh, oh, so oh. give me one more second. That's your clue. Give me another chance. Give me a do-over. That's right. a theme of right, They're going down to two seconds now. This is oh it. two okay, seconds. Okay, okay, okay. I know. You I know. Be okay. Quick. Three, two, one. The first rule about it: you don't tell anybody about it. Fight Club. <laughs> yes, good job, Grammy. Thank you, thank you so Grammy. much. Grammy, I would never have expected you would watch she, that movie. Thank, well, you know what? I'm trying to branch out and be more hip, as they say. Oh, wow. Zany says I need to educate myself, and and apparently this movie had a big theme about the 
the, the credit companies and is a big statement and she okay. loves Brad Pitt because he's shirtless oh. and everything and okay. yeah so sure, you're welcome I, I, you're welcome I love your first clue which is yeah. oh oh oh. <laughs> that was, oh, oh, oh that was a better clue three seconds <laughs> well that you have to think about it All okay right, Cole, this is got, so much fun I love this game two seconds Cole two seconds okay, gee whiz oh, my friend's gonna die oh my goodness here well, alright I'm ready to... okay you ready okay here we go Give it to me. In three, two, one. I am. I don't know. What? Oh, no. I am. You are what? <laughs> Did you hear how musical I said it? I am. I, oh, it's a musical? Oh, no. <laughs> that did not help. It's I not am, a musical. Oh, it's not a musical? No. But you said it. Okay. Let me think about oh, it. No. Me, how much think, time do I have think, to guess? Think about your granddaughter, Zane. Yes. Think about her dog. Okay. Oh, I know. Iron Man. Yes. <laughs> All right, I cheated. That was longer than two seconds. No, so. no. How did you not know that from the song, Grammy? <laughs> You've never heard, I am Iron Man. Oh, this is a song? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I need to hear this oh. song. I mean, I know the moment Zany raves about that movie. She cries every time Should've... when he's like, I am Iron Man. You should have said, I love you 3,000. Oh, that, oh, would you have gotten that? Yeah. 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 Oh, like, oh, but then man. I probably would have started crying. Right? Nobody yeah. wants that. All right. Oh my so gosh, this is so fun. Grammy. All right, it looks like there are a few cards left here. We got a couple left. Oh my gosh, here what if go. it was one second? That's impossible. Don't do that. Okay. The, the last you spelled it wrong, but okay. Well, <laughs> you know what? The kind will be great. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Uh, Shakespeare, a balcony. Romeo and Juliet. Yay! Yes. 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 Good job, that counts, right? Because I didn't. I just said Shakespeare. You, you didn't say we can't say the writer. I mean, that's so, true. And I who did knows not. if he even write, wrote it? Wait, did Grammy. He? Yes, he did. Um, did you see that play when you were young? Was that written when you were? <laughs> you know what, dear? This is a funny joke. Um, I, I'm not. I know I look. I look. What was Shakespeare old. like? I mean, he was very, very charming. No, okay. you guys are silly. You are silly. I didn't know Charles Manson, though. Anyway, story for a different time. Moving on. <laughs> All right, here we go. Mm. Oh, no. Okay. okay. Oh, 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 and okay. Three, two, one. I'm a super smart janitor from Boston. Google hunting. Yes. yes. Let's go. That was good. That was good. good. Grammy, you oh are on gosh. it. Oh, see, right. I, I like the films. What do we I like the films. These are none of my favorites. I want some, you right. know, sound of music, but we it's got okay. Some four yeah. left. Give it to me. Okay. We're going to one second. Oh, All right. oh my oh, gosh. Wait, you have second. one second, what? Grammy. Yeah. Oh, but I can't see the actor's name. Okay, give me a second. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, I know. Three, okay. Okay, one second. Jolta. What? Zoltar. Is that Aladdin? No. Wait, what is Zoltar? Zoltar? Do you know? Okay, let me pick a different one. Give me another chance. My friend, I time. Okay. Um, you, you want uh, one more second? My phone is over, or Zany's okay. phone is over there. Oh, oh, snap and a half. Okay. Zoltar? What is Zoltar? Uh, if he doesn't know Zoltar, he's, he might not know it. Oh, he knows it. Is it big? Yes. Oh, it's yes. big. Yes, she. <laughs> See? Wow, I that did was, not know how that popped into my head. That was like, good. That was wow. good. Well, because I can't say Tom Hanks, and then he might have right. said, you know, like, yeah. you know, Forrest Gump or something. Tom Hanks is in everything. What is it? Uh, piano? 
piano on the floor or something? I could have said piano on the oh. floor. Foot, foot piano? I could have said little kid becomes... Well, I can't <laughs> say second, big. Right? I can't, can't say big. big. So I think... Jean Not Paul little, but... One. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's true. That would have been good. That like was... going so literal. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say Jota as Grammy because Grammy talks weird. Okay. Okay. Are we ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Three, two, one. You got a kill to eat. I don't know. You got a kid to The Walking Dead? No. That's your Oh, show. that was bad. That was, <laughs> I'm you disappointed in myself. You got a kill to eat. You got, is, is it a scary movie? What, I mean, why do people want to eat? Because be, be, they're... Because they're hungry. Uh-huh. Huh? Oh, Hunger Games? That's from Grammy. Good job. Wow, I watched you. you connect those dots. Yeah, good you're job. good. You're good at piecing puzzle yes. pieces I together. I, I don't know if I like these clues after the timer, but Our game master here guys. is not on board with this well, strategy. You know what? You're not even offering us a prize. Everybody So we can remake the rules. <laughs> oh, oh. All right. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Ready? Give me a second. Ready? No. Ready? Um, okay. Three, two, one. A jock, a brain, a princess. What? <laughs> I know what she's talking about. A jock, a brain, a princess. Think about it. What? Classic 90s film. Is this the Breakfast Club? Yes! Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yes, dear, you got it. You guessed it. Wow. I, I should, you know what? It. I shouldn't have said anything, and I should have went like dish. I'm putting my. <laughs> oh, fist I would, I would have known the yes. the fist in the air. See, okay, I was yes, I was raising my fist. Every Won't fist. you <laughs> forget about me? Dang it, that's even better. You, you're good. All right, All right. here we go. We got the last oh, one. No, I want to keep playing. This is fun. <laughs> here we go, Cole. Okay, you ready? All yeah, right. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> if you don't get this one, Grammy, come on. Oh my Three, two, one. Here's Johnny. Oh, The Shining. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Let's go. Yes. Oh my gosh, All right. we killed it. Good job, Grammy. Yes, you I'm too, impressed. Cole. You I'm, I'm impressed with your pop Shidna. culture. Shidna, right? Shidnor? Shidner? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no. You're, you're yeah. still messing up that oh, first. It's my dentist, dear. Let me take them out. Oh. Oh, now I can't see it. <laughs> Sidner. Yes. Sidner. Well done. Is it or or er? Er. Sid Sidner. Cole Alexander Sidner. Well done. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Do we care who won? Uh, I want, he yeah. probably won. Well, I mean, Cole smashed it out of the water. He got eight. So I got eight. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm I amazing. Uh, you got five. Oh, that's not bad. Well, I mean, you know. I'll take it. Cole got eight. Okay. Well, congratulations <laughs> to Cole. Thank you, Grammy. I I'm you sorry. I Janie that you have to say congratulations. I used to beat her at Chicken Foot and Monopoly all the time. <laughs> and she would be very, she says, butt hurt about it. I don't understand what butt hurt means. Can someone explain that? Do you say butt hurt? Um, what does she sit down too hard? Or? Uh, may, maybe, but she just says, "Grammy, I'm really butt hurt about this." And I does her butt hurt constantly? I mean, yeah. that's a problem. 
I she think, should go to a doctor. I think that's what she's saying. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, I hope she gets help. <laughs> and thank you for playing this game with me. You're wonderful. <laughs> I hear you're very inspirational and funny and talented. Oh. And I hope we get to play this game again. Thank you, Grammy. I uh, I hope to enjoy your apple pie one day. Oh, yes, dear. <laughs> it is it is fabulous. I also <laughs> make really good mac and cheese. My oh. secret is butter. Oh, that's my favorite food, Grammy. You're speaking to my heart. Oh, yeah. Well, you're from Virginia, yes. That's right. But, uh, do you like cornbread? No. Oh, well, <laughs> we can't be French. <laughs> that, yeah. That's weird of me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, dear. Cha-cha for now. Cha-cha. Thank you, Grammy. <laughs> you're welcome. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes of Talking to Nobody podcast, available on all podcast platforms. Thanks for listening. Talking to nobody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm.